Blog Talk Radio. And like I was saying, and then in the end, it turns out that Rosebud was actually a sleigh. Oh, that movie's great. Oh, hello. Oh, man, spoilers. Welcome to Matt's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doug House from Federal Baseball and Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the phone after the Washington Nationals. Fifth loss to the Cincinnati Reds in five games this season. Five nothing. Johnny Cueto dominant on the mound. For some reason, his pitch, his manager let him throw 122 pitches, but whatever. It's their pitcher, I guess. Dave, we'll get right into it. We'll start with the other pitcher on <laughs> the mound. Not for long. Max Scherzer started tonight's game with a streak of 26 in the third innings without a walk going. A big takeaway from tonight is that streak is still going, but. Uh, he hasn't allowed a walk since his start versus the Brewers in Miller Park. He was walked 14 total and 16 starts before tonight. One 1.04 walks per nine, a 1.82 ERA, 1.93 FIP, 1.79 2.12, 2.78 line against, and 118 and two thirds innings pitch going into tonight's game. But one nothing early, a single, a sloppy error by the Nationals, RBI double by Joey Votto in the first two at bats. Jay Bruce triples in a run, two nothing after Reds first. 1-1, fastball up high to Votto in the third, gone, 3-0. Votto again with an RBI single in the fifth, sack fly by Frazier, 5-0. Max Scherzer done for the night at that point. I think he gave up another hit after that, but replaced on the mound by Taylor Jordan. And I don't think anyone going into this was expecting much from the Nationals offensively considering the Syracuse lineup that they put out there, but I don't think anyone was expecting Max Scherzer to put up a stinker and cost the Nationals a game essentially. No, we, you got to wonder that uh, you know the last three starts with two complete games and then eight and two thirds that uh, or eight and a third that um, the Scherzer was probably going to get worn down at some point. I think we kind of saw that a little bit tonight. Obviously, the Nats sent out a uh, a quad A spring training like uh, batting order. Um, maybe he felt like he needed to be uh, extra special tonight. Although it's hard to imagine him finding an extra special place, but. Um, yeah, just not sharp tonight from the get-go. Got beat around a little bit. And, look, you know, I, I think we just have to, um, you know, mark this one up to the hashtag curse of Riggleman um, because the Nats <laughs> can't beat the Reds now what they do. Riggles! <laughs> oh, Riggles. I wonder if he's going to caddies tonight to continue solving the world's problems after a big win. So, I guess uh, Max Scherzer on the mound. Didn't look sharp from the start. Uh, like I said, the positive news now up to 31 innings, I think, after the end of tonight's game without allowing a walk, but just didn't have it tonight. It was clear from the start. He kind of struggled through what he could. <laughs> Dave's just tweeting hash brown curse of Riggleman, but uh, Scherzer just <laughs> wasn't sharp. He, like, he, like Dave said, you kind of write this one off. He's been fantastic so far this season, really good in the last stretch of a couple of starts that he's put together, but just didn't have it out there on the mound tonight. Yeah, and certainly after every one of the last three appearances, we've been thinking, oh, man, next time, you know, he's got to have that inevitable bad game after the long good game, and it's taken him three games to do it. So I guess that means three complete games now that he's – three more complete games or nearly so after he's gotten this one out of his system. Uh, we we know that, that Scherzer is prone to give up the fly ball, and – at least two of them banged off the fence, and one of them went over the fence today. You know, it's a it's a warm day, and he wasn't spotting as sharply as he usually does. You know, it's it's disappointing, uh, <laughs> but uh, honestly, I find myself 
perversely enough, less disappointed by this outing than I was by uh, Matt or by uh, Fister's technically much better uh, two-run six-inning outing that uh, that we just saw. So you know, go go figure. Poor Max, he can't win. On the other hand, Dave on the mound for the Reds, Johnny Cueto. He was on the DL when the Nationals were in Cincinnati in late May. Two and one in six starts since returning. The Reds rotation: two five two ERA, one seventy one, two twenty nine, three twenty two line against, and thirty nine in the third innings pitch. One six four ERA in Great Great American Ballpark, but three nine zero on the rot on the road. One five seven, two sixteen, two fifty three at home. Two twenty three, two twenty six, four eleven line against on the road. Five scoreless, seventy two pitches tonight. After we worked around a leadoff triple by Desi in the fifth. Uh, Nationals stranding a leadoff triple is just unforgivable, but you just chalk it up to Cueto being good, I suppose. 10 Ks, 100 pitches, and seven innings pitched. They bring him back out for the eighth, then bring him back out for the ninth again. Ends up going nine strong, complete game shutout, two hits, one walk, 11 Ks, 122 pitchers for a pitcher that was missed time with an elbow injury or soreness and had a start pushback earlier this season is just unconscionable in my opinion, but he was dominant out there. The Nationals couldn't do much against them and really solid start by Cueto to showcase himself as the trade deadline's approaching. Brian Price, uh, the, the Reds manager, is an old school type of guy. He doesn't like to tell the media what he's doing and um, you know, likes to talk about things like that. But um, uh, not surprising that they would let Cueto go back out there for the ninth inning, frankly. Um, he was cruising. He might have thrown 122 pitches, but they were 122 easy pitches. Um, Michael Taylor was the only Nats uh, batter to give him any trouble during any of his as bats tonight. Most of the Nats were perfectly happy to go out there and make outs on the first or second or third pitches. So, um, you know, and not to take anything away from Cueto, he's a tremendous player, um, you know, really nice game. Luis Tiant thing going on where he turns his back to the hitter and does the little wiggle at the top of it. It's just a, it's really fun to watch. But um, but frankly, you know, if, if the Nats had taken this batting order out on the road during spring training, uh, the home team would have complained about the Nats leaving all their players behind. It's just uh, these, these aren't the Nationals with Denard Span and and Escobar and Zimmerman and and Worth and Rendon out. I mean, those are five of your eight starters. Uh, position players that are not in your lineup. So um, to say that Johnny Cueto dominated the Nationals tonight um, was simply a fallacy. He dominated the Nationals' backups and quad A players and and never worse. Um, Plus Ian Desmond, who, um, like you mentioned, had the leadoff triple with the ball in the corner and then was stranded. It's just it's unconscionable that uh, a major league team with theoretical major league hitters um, can get a leadoff triple and then strand them at third base. So, I mean, this is what um, this is what Scherzer was having to work with tonight. It's what Cueto had to work against tonight. And obviously, um, you know, with the hashtag curse of, curse of Riggleman, uh, on top of everything else, it was just uh, destined for a loss. And I'm just looking at his pitch counts for the year now. He's thrown 100 several times, 100, 101, 125, 123, 114, 113, 112, and 111 the last two times out. So maybe it's not as uh, big of an aberration as I would think going to up to 122 like he let him tonight. But uh, still, nonetheless, Doghouse, just you mentioned us calling them the Syracuse Chiefs and your post-game report on the WPA Nationals 
missing UNL Escobar, uh, hamstring problem he's day-to-day at this point, the Nard span, back problem comes up again. He got an MRI today. They're waiting on results of that. I haven't seen anything from the post game yet, but I assume if they have any information there, they'll talk about it. Keeps locking up on him when he goes to get ready for games, and it's seemingly random, too. One day he's fine. The next day he's at the problem. Uh, Zimmerman's still working out. Jason Worth close to being ready for rehab, but he's still got a ways to go with the amount of time he's missed. I think they're still shooting for that August return for him, so it's still a couple weeks away. But the team the Nationals put out there, as Dave said, it probably would get a, a few raised eyebrows if it was even a spring training road lineup. No, this this is, you know, we, we've made this joke before, but it, it, the league would find you if you sent this out to a split squad game. Uh, we, they basically have two and a half of their regular position player starters out there. I'm, I'm giving Desi a half because he's having such an off season. Although, as, as Mrs. Doghouse would say, we, we again saw the rare unicorn with that leadoff triple. So, of course, he got stranded there. Uh, yeah, just a, a, a really tough night against Cueto, who's a very good pitcher and came out to abuse this depleted Nats lineup for the entire nine, nine, uh, nine innings. And really, at this point, what do the Reds care if they if they wear out his arm? You know, he's he's going to be somewhere else making a playoff run in a couple of weeks. So they can throw him as much as they want. Just got to make sure that they don't actually hurt him before he gets traded. Dave, I haven't been following a lot of the Reds rumors or the Cueto rumors because I assume the Nationals are not in the mix for that. But have you read anything or heard anything about well, where he's potentially going and who's looking at him? I assume it's going to be the usual suspects, the Yankees and Dodgers and those kind of teams looking at him, but I haven't really read much, honestly. You know, it's it's interesting that uh, I think a lot of the contenders um, really have pretty sound rotations. I mean, you talk about, I mentioned the Dodgers, um, you know, they're pretty darn solid. I I think if anybody makes a play for a pitcher um, this year, it it might be the Cubs, depending on what happens the next month or so. But, um, yeah, you know, Cueto... Uh, as, for anybody that wants a starting pitcher, he's got to be the guy that people are looking at. But um, I just I don't know what the market is right now for a starting pitcher. I think more people are looking at relievers. And obviously, we talked about Chapman the other day. We didn't see him tonight, but um, but I think he'll get a lot of play as well. If I were the Reds, I'd be not love the idea of tra- trading him to someone like the Cubs in division. But I guess if he's only going to be there a couple months, you, you could make it more reasonable. But the Cubs still contending for a spot. I, I would. Find that hard to believe. I don't know. I don't like. I said I don't know. You're saying the same. We're not sure what the market is for him right now, but I'm sure someone's going to give up a nice uh, return for him, help the Reds build up. They're, they don't look like they're contending this year, so they might as well stock up and do what they can and get what they can for people that are pending free agents. And like you said, Chapman has another uh, year of uh, team control as well, so he's going to be especially. Uh, bring in an especially good return if they do end up dealing him as well, even though it might make their rest of the season insufferable for Red fans. But Joe has Joey Votto tonight, big game for him. Went 19 games, 85 plate appearances without an extra, extra base hit, if my counting was correct when I checked the uh, baseball reference really quickly. Uh, 85 plate appearances before tonight without an extra base hit, two for two, double in a home run in the first two at bat. Safe to say he was due at that point, three for three after an RBI single in the fifth. He pretty much provided all the offense they needed and got good pitches to hit there. Scherzer just left him up in the zone for him, a left-hander, just stroking balls to right field all night. Votto's always been a good hitter, and he is still a good hitter. And even a, a good, as good a pitcher as Scherzer, if his uh, 
if his command isn't on, he's leaving pitches up, and he's pitching like he's tired, uh, you know, the opposite-handed skillful hitter is going to light you up, and that's exactly what Votto did today. Um, you you, you got to tip your cap, much as I hate to do that. I'd much rather go out there and kick dirt at him and scream, but, you know, I wasn't at the game today, so I was uh, not allowed to do that, and Mrs. Doghouse gets mad at me when I try to do that in the basement. If you bring dirt into the basement just to kick it, I'd probably get mad, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the part you object to most. <laughs> 46 and 38 on the year after the 5 nothing loss tonight. Five losses to the Reds in five games this year. Got about two and a half minutes left, Dave, so why not just talk about some rumors and trade talk going into the deadline. Ryan Zimmerman, as I mentioned, still out of the lineup. Jason Worth still a couple weeks away. He's an arts fan, a question mark with the back until we hear back on the MRI on him. What do the Nationals need going into this trade deadline? Do they have anything in this you know, organization that they can bring up to replace some of these guys, or do they need to be going out there looking for a first baseman, left fielder, like we've talked about previously? Or what do you think the Nationals are doing going forward here? What's Mike Rizzo going to be pointing his head to about on uh, August 1st? Yeah, um, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit. Um, you know, with uh, uh, it sounds like Worth's going to try to go out on a rehab assignment uh, after the All Star break. Um, there's still no word about Ryan Zimmerman. I, I understand that um, that he tried to do some activities the other day and had to had to stop again. So um, I, I really think that uh, adding a bat to this team would be a, a good play. Um, some one of those first base left hand or left uh, left field first base types. Um, you know, there's always going to be rental players available. I think the Nats could probably find a, a useful piece there. Um, if they want to add a, a piece to the bullpen, um, I'm not sure that that's even, even you know, necessary at this point with uh, the addition of Carpenter and um, and Jansen and Jansen finally off the disabled list. Um, you know, maybe another lefty. I certainly don't think that they'd have to make the play for Chapman. I don't think that. Um, that they need to give up the, the prospects that would be necessary for them. But, um, you know, I think a bat is more important than an arm at this point. Just checking up on the post-game stuff here. Mark Zuckerman from uh, CSN, that's insider. Stan's still waiting for MRI results. Stop with the new tweets I can't read. But it sounds like a guy who accepts that he needs some time off, worried this could get worse by playing hurt. Doghouse, what's on your uh, wish list going into the trade deadline? If you were Mike Rizzo and we're going out there looking for something to improve on this team, what are you going out there and getting? Or do you think getting all the injured players back at some point is going to improve this team enough that they can keep doing what they're doing, still ahead in the NL East in spite of all these injuries? I, I think uh, if, I'm, if I'm Rizzo, I really don't make a move at this point. Yeah, it would be good to add a bat to this lineup because it is aggravating as heck to see these guys rolling out day after day with one-and-a-half hitters that uh, that opposing pitchers have to face. But let's be honest, the NL East is the weak sister of the league uh, this season, and the Nats are not going to have to do all that much to stay on top. And granted, we have our doubts about the accuracy and efficiency of the uh, ability of the Nats medical staff to prognosticate, but if it looks like we're going to get people back in August, in time for uh, making sure that the team stays in, this, uh, in, in the lead during the stretch and has enough time to gel for the playoffs, maybe I stand pat if I'm Riz. Because you know, we have acceptable, if not great, uh, talent to, to fill in for now. So 
why not see if you can uh, hold hold it around 500, stay a couple games ahead of the Mets, and then when you get everyone back, pull ahead a few games and get ready for the playoffs. I also have an unreasonable attachment to some of the prospects that are on their way up, and that would probably have to be dealt to bring back what they need. So I think the Nationals can get by with what they have, uh, get everyone healthy, and make a run towards the end of the season, hopefully, if they can stay in, stay where they are now, keep doing what they're doing. But the lineup they put out there tonight was not fun to watch. We've managed to squeeze 17 minutes out of this game, which was a real stinker. So we'll just leave it at that and be happy with that. Hope they salvage one tomorrow night. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. 5 nothing Reds tonight, 46-38 and 38 on the year for the Nationals. With one more against the Reds tomorrow, and then they go over to Baltimore to finish out the mythical first half of the season. Talk to both of you guys tomorrow night. Go Nats.